It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Here are your hosts, Brent Hollerud and Andrew Smith. And welcome to episode four of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am Andrew Smith along with Brent Hollerud as we take our bi-weekly look at the Indy Fuel and looking behind the scenes a little bit at your favorite ECHL hockey team. Later on in the program, you'll be hearing from Indy Fuel goaltender Matt Tompkins and get his thoughts on the start of the season as Matt has had a really solid start, ECHL goaltender of the week in week one of the year, and in his last three starts, he's allowed two goals in each of those starts going two and one and has really been a big reason why the Fuel have been a model of consistency really for the first month and a half of the season going nine and eight against a really tough schedule to start the year. Uh, it's, yeah, we, uh, actually, we got some nice, uh, background music for this, uh, show today. <laughs> we got a sound check, I guess, going on the, the Coliseum here. So, uh, hang with us on that one. But no, uh, it's been definitely a, no, it's definitely been a, uh, an interesting last few weeks for the, um, both the fuel and for, I guess, the team as a whole, um, with, as you said, a really tough stretch of games. I think looking at it, um, the fuel played, five of their last six games leading up to uh, this weekend's games against teams that are um, leading their division at the time of the game with you go back to the, the three game trip against the Utah Grizzlies. The Utah has been in pretty solid control of the mountain division all season long. And then coming back and playing the Cincinnati Cyclones who at the, are pardon red hot. It was uh, Toledo first with they, they were leading the central division Fuel beat them and then have to follow it up with a, another game against Cincinnati, who ended up leapfrogging Toledo that night. Um, so it's definitely hasn't been easy for Coach Bernie John and his team. But you know, uh, they've been doing a little bit of the on the seesaw lately: win, loss, win, loss. They've actually alternated wins and losses for the last several weeks here. But when you look at the teams that they're playing and um, being a game over 500 during that stretch isn't the worst fate you can have as your team. Like the team has looked well. Um, I think you ask anyone around, there's only been maybe one or two games where you can just chalk it up to kind of a clunker from your team. Um, other than that, they've been in every single game they played. And it's just, uh, I think when we were talking to coach John earlier this week, he was just mentioning in each of the losses, it's really just kind of you can point out like a three to four minute stretch in each of those games where the team kind of goes into a lull and it kind of costs them in the in the long run because the other team can come out and they capitalize on on that kind of shortcoming score a couple goals and that changes the whole perception of the game um, but on the flip side in the game against Kalamazoo last weekend is a perfect example the fuel have been able to capitalize on lulls from their opponent as well scoring some of those rapid fire, the five goals in under five minutes against the Wings on Saturday, really kind of uh, took that game over during a time where I, I think you ask anyone, like the few were kind of fighting the puck a little bit in the second period, they come out, blow the doors off in the third period, and they have a huge home victory. And that was five goals in four minutes and 45 seconds in that 6-3 to three win over Kalamazoo on Saturday night. And that was a game where as soon as one goal was scored, the fans barely had time to collect their breath before the Fuel fired another one into the net. That Fuel were one off a team record 
in that game against Kalamazoo with five goals in a period. That's the second time this season they've scored five in a period, and both times against the Kalamazoo Wings in uh, the 6-3 to victory on Saturday. That followed up an 8-4 to victory back in the second night of the regular season for the Fuel. So those are critical points because, as we found out last year, every point matters, and if you can put a little bit of distance between yourself and the teams chasing you in the division, that could be really critical come March and April as we start really jockeying for playoff position. And you were mentioning earlier, Brent, the fact that Fuel playing so many games against first-place teams. Utah has lost two games in regulation this season, both to the Fuel. Toledo had a 10-game winning streak coming in last Wednesday, and that was just a tremendous effort by the Fuel, winning 3-2. to Josh Shallis scoring a 4-on-4 goal to make it a 3-1 to contest in the middle part of the second period. And then Matt Tompkins came up huge in net to get the victory. And then uh, Tompkins again, a solid game against Cincinnati. It just ran into a red hot goaltender in Jonas Johansson in Cincinnati that evening. But then Kevin Lonkinen comes in the next night and uh, really holds Kalamazoo at bay, gives his team a chance, keeps the fuel in the game until that five goal explosion in the third. And Brian, I think one thing that's really been a key for this team early is getting really consistent goaltending from Matt Tompkins, who, as we said, we'll be hearing from a little bit later on in the podcast, and Kevin Lonkinen, who's come down from Rockford. And Jason Pulaski, a rookie, has been giving the fuel some good minutes as well when he has had opportunity as he's really trying to ease into the pro game and kind of learn a new level. I think with that solid goaltending, I think what you're at, what you really want your goalie to be able to provide is just keep your team in the game. Um, That doesn't necessarily... you. I guess with the firepower that Fuel have shown they had this season, you can go down one or two goals and not hit the panic button. Um, I think that Kalamazoo game is a perfect example. Fuel are trailing two to one for the majority of the um, the second period, and all of a sudden, um, Kevin Lonkinen has to make a few big saves in that second period to keep that game so close as it was, and then the offense comes through and and uh, pulls away with it with the, the five quick goals in the third period. Um, it has been kind of a, a group effort between Tompkins and Lonkinen. Um, pretty much night in, night out, those guys are, are playing solid. Um, you're not seeing the goalies have to make 45 saves, 50 saves as in past seasons, but they've made some huge timely saves. We're looking at a couple of penalty shots, a few breakaways, a few odd man rushes. Um, they're there when their team needs them, and because of that, the Fuel have basically been in just about every game they've played this year. Hard to believe. Three penalty shots against for the Fuel in the last couple of weeks, and the goaltenders have stopped all three. Two of them by two different goaltenders on Miles Powell of Cincinnati as he was shut down on Friday night by Tompkins, and Powell had a uh, penalty shot stopped by Lonkinen the last time Cincinnati was here a couple of weeks ago, and there was also a penalty shot that Tompkins made a save on in Utah. Rare that you see three penalty shots against in such a short period of time, but the two fuel goaltenders have stood to the challenge. Offensively, the guy who really led that comeback on Saturday night was Josh Shalla. He also had the game winner against Toledo. He has had an outstanding start to the season. The Fuel's all-time leading scorer, now with nine goals and 11 assists on the year in just 17 games, ranks 12th in the league in scoring with 20 points coming into this week. And 
he's doing what you expect him to do, which is put the puck in the net and make plays, and he already has several multi-point games this season, the most recent being the uh, two-goal game against Kalamazoo that keyed a four-point week, and he was the Fuels nominee for ECHL Player of the Week. But he's doing kind of what you expect him to do, and then usually he's on one line, the Rupert Twins on another line, and they're such good three-zone players that are putting the puck in the net and playing at a very high level right now. And then you add in other pieces like Brett Wilichka and Connor Moynihan who have come down from Rockford and given the fuel great contributions and Jordy Stallard who has been really solid since coming into trade from Allen Kevin Dufour who has had a really hot start to the year he's got 13 points in 15 games and really has been playing well of late as he has uh, points in five of his last six contests and so you're getting contributions from just about everybody, one through ten, whoever's dressing that night in the forward group, as well as the defense group. And it's been a nice luxury to have for this fuel team as a lot of different players are contributing. But the key guys that you expect to step up, the Ruperts, Shala, uh, DeFore, players that have had 20 goal seasons in their past, they're stepping up and really doing some good things for this team. And they're stepping up in big moments as well. Looking at our last week, Wednesday night's win against Toledo, you got Josh Shalla coming, setting up uh, the first goal, basically misses on his own breakaway, collects the rebound behind the net, finds Connor Moynihan in front, and then he's able to uh, provide another goal, a huge goal in the uh, the second period to kind of open that game up for the fuel. And then you got guys like Olivier LaBelle. He's, um, he broke a... I believe it was a seven-game scoreless streak on uh, on Saturday night against Kalamazoo, and the goal came in an absolutely huge juncture um, in the first period to really, um, especially coming off a shutout loss at home, you really want to get on the board quickly. He's able to pick up his own rebound, uh, really just kind of like energize a, a big crowd at home, uh, get his guys or get the guys on the bench fired up, um, and I think just looking at his game over the weekend, it was just kind of the epitome of that Olivia LaBelle is a guy who will do whatever it takes to get his team fired up and to help his team win a game, whether it's putting points on the board, dropping his gloves, throwing a big hit. Um, I think you're seeing a lot of guys contribute in a lot of different ways right now, and it's definitely helping out um, being able to take down some pretty tough opponents here as of late. And that's been the key is the Fuel have played a very, very difficult schedule to start the season this weekend as we record this they're headed to the road for five of their next six the one thing the fuel have been very very good at home this year and it's an opportunity here to get a little bit of traction on the road as they travel to wheeling on friday november 30th and then up to at toledo the division leader on saturday december 1st and then home on tuesday december 4th against the kansas city mavericks that is a two dollar tuesday and then they're back to the road for uh, three more games over a weekend. And so, uh, and those are division contests as well. And so, again, a lot of hockey to be played and a lot of games against really pretty good hockey teams here coming up. And 
five of the next six, not just on the road, five of the next six, all five of those road games in the divisions. These are all critical four-point games for the Fuel as they battle for position in what Coach Bernie John said at the start of the year. And now that I've seen all of these teams this year, as have you, I'm inclined to believe him. This is the deepest division in the league. It's the only division that doesn't have seven teams, but a couple of good teams are going to be battling for that playoff position and not make it because there's six really good hockey teams in this division. And even, you know, Wheeling had a rough start. They're finding their stride. Fort Wayne had a rough start. It has found its stride of late. Kalamazoo, despite the loss to the Fuel on Saturday night, came back with a big win on Sunday. They're kind of starting to find their stride a little bit as well. And so it's going to be a dogfight every game, especially division game is critical. Especially taking a look at the standings as of when we're um, broadcasting this, you got Cincinnati and Toledo just battling for that top spot. They're currently tied with 27 points apiece. And then look who uh, look who showed up with Fort Wayne. Uh, they had a slow start to the season, but right now they've uh, they've won seven of the last ten games. And right now it's a it's a two way tie for that third and fourth spot between the Fuel and the Comets. So you knew they weren't going to stay down at the bottom of the pack very long. So you now it's just makes every one of those divisional games for the fuel that much more important because it's the the or the whole it's a four point game cliche it's actually it it's incredibly relevant in this case where like not only are you playing to give yourself two points in the standings you're trying to limit your opponents who you're going to be battling with throughout the entire season any chance you get to keep them from gaining on you is going to be huge down the stretch and uh, this weekend you got Wheeling. They're they've been looking like a very dangerous team in the last few weeks. They rattled off three straight wins on the road a couple weeks ago. Um, they're they're figuring it out on home ice. Uh, so it's definitely I know uh, the Fuel were able to win in their first trip to West Banco Arena a few weeks ago. That's definitely going to be a tough contest with uh, Wheeling's really kind of coming on the up and up, and then. You go. In, you know what you're getting when you go into Huntington Center, taking on the walleye. Um, and this is definitely a good chance for the fuel to kind of uh, get some re- get some revenge for what happened in the the Central Division semifinals last spring, um, with with two just painstakingly close games that just bounced the uh, the way of the walleye. And um, this is where uh, haven't been able to say this much in the last few years, but uh, the fuel seem to uh, been able to control. And uh, they're two and zero against Toledo this year, so um, you got you. You know the Walleye are going to be coming out looking to uh, prove a point and looking to uh, exact some revenge there. So I'm looking for both these games this weekend to be very competitive and uh, fun to watch. Game against Wheeling, the second of twelve between the Fuel and Wheeling. Nine of those games being played in West Banco Arena. One fourth of the Fuel's road schedule will be played in the northern uh, tip of West Virginia. And that's an interesting rink because it's a little bit shorter than the typical 200-foot ECHL rink. So it's a little bit tighter quarters, a little shorter neutral zones. So it's a, kind of an interesting place to play. And Wheeling is kind of starting to find stride. That'll be a big game for Indy on Saturday night. One key player, Brent, uh, for the Fuel has been Matt Tompkins. And goaltending, one of the things we'll talk about in our chat Goaltending is probably the position that has the longest learning curve because 
it's such a technical position and also such a position where you have to get a feel for each level. And he came to the fuel last year after playing collegiately at Ohio State and has played a little bit in Rockford as well, but has primarily been here in Indy the last couple of years. And you can just tell he's getting a little bit more settled in, a little bit more comfortable, and he's been really solid in his two years with the Fuel. But you can see those improvements being made week in and week out and year in and year out. But the other thing is, is it's also the position with the shortest path from the ECHL to the National Hockey League. We saw a number of goaltenders, including one here in Colindelia, but also some goaltenders from opposing teams that were playing here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum one night, and then a few weeks later, they're in between the pipes in the NHL. And so it's both a position with a long learning curve, but also there's a pretty uh, quick path to the National Hockey League. Essentially, if you're the ECHL goalie, you're third on the depth chart usually behind the NHL, and you can move up one or two positions and very quickly find yourself in the show. And that's a, a great opportunity for a guy like Matt Tompkins, especially as he continues to develop and continues to, to get games. He's playing some really good hockey of late. Yeah, I mean, you look at, it's definitely no coincidence if you're looking at the, the list of ECHL play, or alumni who went on to reach the NHL. I, I'm not sure what the exact, um, the exact number is, but a, a large quantity of those players happen to be goaltenders. And you just see, you can only have two, maybe three goaltenders on an AHL team. Same goes for your AHL team. So if you're an organization that has five or six solid goaltenders, as the Blackhawks, as do. the Blackhawks do, and have as they have in the last five years since they've been affiliated with Indy, chances are a very, very good prospect's going to end up in the ECHL. It's just a it's a numbers game. It's um, so that there's two ways a goalie can kind of approach that. You have your guy who um, you don't see it as much, but there's definitely guys who kind of take it as a demotion to be playing in the ECHL, or you can look at it as an an opportunity to like, hey, you're two injuries away from maybe getting a an NHL recall. And that look at uh, Colin Delia last year. That is the perfect example where he starts out in the ECHL um, with the fuel just because uh, there was a log jam up ahead of him in Rockford and Chicago couple injuries happen uh, he plays well in Rockford next thing you know he's getting a start in Chicago against uh, the Winnipeg Jets so um, it's it's definitely um, like you said it's for a young goaltender it's all about development in this league and I think you'll probably hear Matt talk about kind of his dealings with uh, um, the Blackhawks goaltending coach Peter Aubrey who Ends up, he's always in Indy for a few weekends of the year. He always um, drops by to watch some games. He's always working with, whether it's Tompkins or Lonkinen or any, even uh, the ECHL goaltenders in town. He's constantly working on um, just little things to just get better every week and every day. And um, if it's just uh, taking it one step at a time and, um, it's very clear that Tompkins has has the skill set he needs to be a very good goalie at this level and any other level he he might reach. So um, it's definitely been a strong start of the season for him. And here is our chat with Indy Fuel goaltender Matt Tompkins. 
We're joined by Indy Fuel goaltender Matt Tompkins. Matt, uh, we're now 16 games into the season, into Game 17. It's going to describe the year you've had so far and, and how the start of the year has gone for both you and the team. Um, I think, obviously, personally, it's been a pretty good start for myself. Um, feeling good, feeling confident, um, like where my game's at. And, um, you know, a big thing is just every night trying to give the team a chance to win. And, um, you know, feel that most nights I'm able to do that. And, obviously, as a team, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're in a good spot with where we're at in the room. Obviously, we'd like to be a little bit higher in the standings. Um, and we feel we definitely have the resources uh and the players and everything in the room to, to do that. It's just a matter of starting to put things together and, and getting on a roll and uh, kind of getting above that 500 mark. Yes. Describe how important it is to have that first professional season under your belt and come into this year kind of knowing what to expect. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, obviously, it, kind of coming back to back to Indy here and knowing what I was getting into as opposed to all the unknowns in your first year pro uh, definitely helps, definitely with the, the confidence side of things. And... Um, uh, you know, obviously with getting off to a good start with the team and, and knowing the environment you're going to be in. So I'm uh, definitely a lot more comfortable coming into this year, and uh, I think it's helped with getting off to a good start as well. I'll say another summer of development and working with the goalie coaches as well. How much does that help? Yeah, obviously it, it all comes down to, to the development side of things mm-hmm. and playing games last year and getting that experience and then, um, you know, working on the things I felt mm-hmm. needed improvement over the summer. and. Also nailing away the things that I felt I'm good at, and just mm-hmm. kind of nailing them home. So it's been it's been it was a really good summer. Had a good mm-hmm. couple camps uh, in Chicago and Rockford, and then um, yeah, it's it's all translated into a, a good start here. Yeah, goaltending has always been considered the position with the longest learning curve and kind of the longest development curve. Why is that? Is it because of you've got the reflexes, you've got the reaction? It's just kind of learning the technical side of the game and getting better at each level and getting used to each level of play? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, a lot of times I wish I knew the answers to it, but uh, I think you know a lot of it just comes down to so many different input factors and so many different scenarios that guys have to kind of work their way through. And, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a tough position to to work your way up the ranks. Um, you know, it's, it's easy to find yourself uh, moving up and obviously down at the same time as well just with limited position so um, it's an exciting position and that way I saw that a little bit last year of how quickly things can change how quickly you can move up um, but yeah it's, uh, it just kind of seems that way with goalies it takes a little bit longer for what reason I'm not sure but uh, yeah here I am so I'm just trying to keep developing and, and keep working on my game. Say so it's the longest learning curve but maybe the shortest path to the show right as we saw that with Delia last year starting on opening night and ending up in Chicago by the end of the season. Yeah absolutely there's a prime example for you and um, you know just kind of how things line up sometimes for certain guys and uh, you know there's a guy last year exactly that who took advantage of the opportunities that he had uh, had a tremendous year last year and got rewarded with a couple games in the NHL so um, yeah he's he's a prime example of, of how quickly things can change how quickly you can move up so um, definitely keeps it exciting for someone uh, like myself who's uh, you know knowing that opportunity could be there at any given time. Hey, just kind of describe your path through Ohio State you got to be a pretty happy Buckeye today but uh, your, your path through Ohio State and how playing at the major college level and the type of players you played against in that style of hockey helped prepare you to be a professional goaltender? Yeah, um, it's obviously a great, uh, I think it's been well documented how great it is uh, for the development side of things for hockey players in general. 
kind of getting that extra, you know, three, four years past, uh, you know, the junior age that some guys go through. So I knew from, um, you know, coming up through minor hockey that that was probably the best route for me. Very happy I chose that. Uh, a little bit different in terms of the playing schedule. That was a big mm-hmm. adjustment period last year with uh, uh, playing so many more games and kind of, you know, having to get used to that different type of schedule. But, um, yeah, especially like we just talked about with the goalies taking a little bit longer. It's uh, uh, excellent path for goalies to go okay. through and get that extra couple years to develop and keep working on your game throughout uh, throughout college. And, um, you know, anytime you can get an education as well, it's uh, – it's a win-win for both scenarios. How much does it mean to you to be uh, named the ECHO's Goalie of the Week and kind of start the season with that? Yeah, that was a great start. Um, I think, if anything, it was a great credit to our team. I think mm-hmm. we had a really good start as a group. Felt they made my job pretty easy, and, um, you know, it's it's fun coming to the rink and, and playing hockey when when you're winning games and, and um, personally doing well. So, um, yeah, it was a great start. Um, you know, obviously a, a great starting point to build off as well so it was, it was exciting for me personally to get off to that start as well as the team though and uh, and to keep rolling and, and knowing how good that we can be what do you enjoy most about being here in indian playing in indian oh it's fantastic as far as uh, everything with mm-hmm. the city the fans the building's great um the organization so i mean i can't say enough good things about about the organization and, and how fun it is to play here um in my opinion, the best place to play in the ECHL. So it's, uh, yeah, I can't say enough good things about being here. Yeah, thanks a lot, Matt. Awesome. Thank you. Cindy Fuel goaltender Matt Tompkins will be back right after this. Yeah, Matt Tompkins on the year, 3.26 goals against ECHL goaltender of the week in the first week of the season. And also, that's the second time he has won that honor, and you heard him talk a little bit about that. But He's had a really solid start to the year. He and Kevin Lonkinen have really provided a good pair for the fuel, and then Jason Pulaski has worked his way into the lineup as well. But the fuel, as we mentioned, five of the next six on the road. The next home game, Tuesday, December 4th, as Indy takes on the Kalamazoo Wings. That's a $2 Tuesday, but Brent, later on in December, the fuel are going to be home a lot at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum in the latter half of December. Six of their next seven after this little five and six trip will be here in Indy, including fifth anniversary night and teddy bear toss night on back-to-back games. And then another Friday night contest leading into the uh, Christmas break on December 21st. So a lot of uh, hockey coming up and a lot of really cool promotions here at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. There's no better thing to do during the holiday break than watch some hockey is what we always say. Um, no, there's a lot of exciting things coming up at the rink. Uh, starting, obviously, next week with the, the $2 Tuesday. I think it was a big hit the first time, or when we did it a few weeks ago for the first time. Um, it's $2 beers, and then we have a, a selection of uh, brand new concessions, um, or a few new concession options for fans to try for two dollars each i believe it's uh sriracha chicken sliders um lamb sausage and chicken tenders so definitely come and take advantage of that and then the following weekend it's um two pretty big promotions with we're doing we're celebrating some of the best moments in fuel history on friday during the the fifth anniversary celebration and then one of my favorites of the year the teddy bear toss um if you've never experienced the teddy bear toss definitely make sure you're there for it 
make sure to bring a few stuffed animals um, and then get ready to throw them on the ice when the fuel score their first goal. Um, we'll, we'll collect all the toys and uh, donate them to the RTV6 toy drive in time for the holiday season. So it's a lot of fun and it does a lot of good in the community. So um, that's a, definitely a special night well, each and every year. We've got a teddy bear toss veteran on the roster in 2015 when the Calgary Hitmen set a record with the teddy bear toss. Jordy Stallard scored the goal that brought out the teddy bears. He's on the Fuel roster. Maybe he'll be the guy who does so. I'm looking forward, from a personal note, to being up here at the top of the arena to watch the teddy bear toss happen in the last four seasons. I've been the public address announcer. I've been in the line of fire and had to assist some of those teddy bears getting above the glass and onto the ice. It is such a neat event, and it's been really awesome to see how the community and how the fan base have embraced this moment and that's become very quickly one of the big games on the schedule every year for sure and it's that looking at the teddy bear toss i mean we're talking about um jordy stollard in calgary i think that goal he scored they set the record with over twenty-eight thousand teddy bears thrown on the ice in calgary so that it'd be nice to see that many happen here uh i don't know if there's enough room in the coliseum to hold twenty-eight thousand teddy bears but it'd be great to find out but it's definitely it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, you're seeing families get involved. You're seeing fans with just huge trash bags full of like hundreds and hundreds of bears, and you got little kids bringing their own personal stuffed animals to donate because they know it's it it's probably just it's encapsul or encapsulates the the giving spirit of the holiday season. So um, to grab your tickets to that, make sure to head to indiefuelhockey.com. Um, we're actually just on sale. Um, this past week has been our our annual holiday hat trick. This year, we're actually uh, got a little new new spin on it. You got tickets to three games, a fuel knit hat, and a fifth anniversary puck just for fifty dollars. So, um, it's a perfect stocking stuffer for any fuel fan on your list. But um, yeah, a lot of fun going on at Indiana or Indiana Farmers Coliseum over the next few weeks and over the month of December. So uh, you're gonna want to be there to to see all the action well we want to thank you for joining us under the hood this week with the indie fuel and we'll see you here tuesday december 4th as the fuel take on the kansas city mavericks that'll be a fun contest as we see a mountain division team come into the indiana farmers coliseum for the first of three times this season and then back here again fifth anniversary night on december 14th and teddy bear toss night on december 15th for Brent Hollerud, I am Andrew Smith. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.